Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255. Another beautiful day in the city. We welcome Paul Rushforth, Frank Napolitano. Before we get started, boys, I was just going to say that I was going to buy you breakfast today, but my debit card isn't working. <laughs> uh, welcome back, Paul. Nice to have you back for one show in a row. Yeah, I'm not here next week again. There we go. There we go. Hey, hey, it's my mom's birthday next week. I'm taking her up for brunch. Okay, so Saturday. On Saturday. All right, I'm checking in with Colleen to find out, make sure you're with her, and you're bailing out on the show. So wait a minute now. Frank's mother had a birthday. My mother had a birthday. We worked. Now you're just trying to make us look bad. Commitment, Uh, Steve. We're committed. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. You know what? (laughs) Obviously, my mom means more to me than your mom did. So (laughs) you know that's uh... (laughs) all. You're still trying to buy off her love. That's the only difference. <laughs> I, I, I am. I, I actually, at the end of the show, I have a, I have a monster birthday coming up. Monster. All right. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you though yet. Hey, how'd you uh, make out yesterday, guys? With the with the internet and uh, debits and man, the stores were a little bit crazy yesterday. Did that affect- again? I got credit from my I got credit from my business partner because um, at the office in Woodward uh, there was an outage like this a few years ago, and I said this is never going to happen to us again. So I went and I secured services of two providers in our office so that if one was down, the other one was a, as a backup. And my business partner, Mike, said, nah, we don't need to do that at Allen Park. And lo and behold, all the staff was at my office working yesterday because Allen Park didn't have any nice. uh, internet service. So, so it was nice that we had the option. I was lucky. I have, uh, I have Bell at both my offices, so we were up and running no problem. But it was... It was a little bit, you, you kind of felt uh, almost naked a little bit, right? When you're not able to use your phone, call in, you know, let people know you're where you are, you're safe. Uh, it, it, it must was, have affected some weird. deals yesterday, wouldn't you think, guys? It affected the uh, lawyers were uh, reaching out to us saying that they couldn't connect with the lenders. So the lenders, some of them are on Rogers in their head offices, and they were struggling to get uh, documents out and or communication out to lawyers. So uh, there was some impacts. We got dozens of emails in the morning. Uh, and those were lenders that uh, were able to leave the area and go to somewhere that had Bell so that they can get messages out. So, Wow, it goes to show you how much we rely on this. Huh? Too much. Oh, way too much. Yeah, way, way too much. It's crazy. Remember the old oh. days you'd go to the store, they would actually ring it in, have to count the change, and you'd pay in cash? Now, Paul, they don't even know how to count it today. Paul, they don't you even probably know how to count change. Paul, you probably no don't idea. remember that, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They have no idea sure how what to you're calculate about. the change these days. <laughs> It's crazy to watch them when you give them cash. They have no idea. Oh boy, how much do I owe you back? They they have no concept of it today. All right, Paul. Been waiting now with bated breath to find out how we did last month. You must have some numbers for us. I do have some numbers, and uh, it wasn't pretty, but you know what? It's 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 expected. I mean, right? We have the the raising interest rates. We have rising inflation. Uh, we have slowdown. We have buyer fatigue. So the, the actual numbers were down. Uh, and number of sales and throw in summer too, right? Throw in summer and the beautiful weather, yeah. Are you guys hearing me okay? Because I'm getting a message saying my internet connection is unstable. <laughs> Just no, take, is funny. Take out no, the, we're hearing you fine. Take out the words okay. internet connection. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just personally unstable. You're right, you're right. So the number of sales, the number of sales were actually down 29%, which was quite a bit. Uh, residential was down 30% and condo was down 23%. Now, the average sale price was up 4.7%, but that's year over year. We've actually come down monthly. Um, residential was up 6.4 and condo was up 0.8. Now, 
But when we look at year to date, number of sales is down 16.1%, which is, we know that was going to happen because there was, I mean, inventory is rising, but for the longest time we've had no inventory. The average sale price is still up 10.4%, but keep in mind at one point we were up 20 some percent, right? Uh, average sale price is at 727. So we've gone from January 676, February 722, March 738, April 738, May 734, and June 727. So we've actually come downhill a little bit when it comes to the average sale price. But keep in mind, we started the year at 645,000 and now we're at 727. So have we really come down? We might have come down a little bit, but look at all the, all the, the, um, all the room that you've already increased in your average sale price. So not to panic. And we're still hearing articles all doom and gloom. The world's ending. This is happening. Market's going to bomb. It's not happening. It's definitely not happening. We're just going through a little bit of a blip. You know, the resident residential inventory is up 38%. There's 1.9 months of supply on the market. And the condo inventory is up 14%, which is 1.6 months of inventory. So we used to be at about two weeks of inventory. Now we're almost at two months of inventory. But you don't go to a balanced market until you're at four months of inventory. So we're still in a seller's market. But like I mentioned last week, some areas are in a seller's market. Some areas have actually teetered to a balanced market. And then there's other areas that are actually in a buyer's market. Paul, if I would have told you three years ago that the average residential price would be almost 773000 what would you have said to me? Not a chance. Not a chance. I would have said, I don't think we'd see that for eons, decades potentially, but... No, I mean, we're seeing it. I mean, the average year to date, the average, the average residential, the actual residential property is $815,000, which I never thought I would see. Um, and the average condo is six is four sixty five, which we used to be hovering around the 279, 279,000. So it's, it's actually, it, it's coming up large. I mean, we've, we've, we've seen two years of just impressive gains, unbelievable gains. And what we're seeing right now is it's a little bit, we, we, for the longest time, it was so unfair for buyers in this market, so unfair. It's now back to being a little bit more fair for buyers. I mean, there's 3,033 homes on the market in, in, in Ottawa. So it's, you know, there's a lot more opportunity. There's a lot more choice. Sellers are still doing great, but, you know, with all, the, with all the room that they've increased, but buyers are now able to actually get back into the market and not be so punch drunk and multiple offers. I mean, there's, there's conditions going in most offers now, which is yeah. good to see. Well, we got, what, a two-month supply now compared to what we used to have? What was two weeks? It used to be two weeks. It was it used to be, and the only reason it was two weeks is because people were holding offers for two weeks, you know? Yeah. So otherwise, otherwise it would have been, otherwise it would have been one day, you know? And now we're at almost two months of supply, which is, which is healthy. I mean, we're just going back to a more normalized market, which is healthy. How is the action at your business, Frank? Are you, are you seeing people well, roll in? Are they, are I know there some people have a little bit of fear of what's going to happen even on Wednesday, but what do you think? Well, again, very similar to what Paul said. I did not imagine seeing interest rates at 5% for a five-year fixed this quickly. Uh, if, if it would have happened, it would have happened in years and years to come of, of natural growth where the economy is actually booming again, where inflation has created this, this influx of in, interest rate increases uh, that is unheard of for it to happen as quickly as it has. So, uh, you know, a lot of clients are absolutely shocked when they get the renewal letters from the bank because all they've heard about for the last two years is ultra low interest rates and they realize the rates have gone up. They just don't understand how quickly and how fast the rates have gone up. And now they're looking at renewals of 5% when they're coming out of 2.89 and they were expecting to get renewals in that same ballpark. So that's, 
that's the struggle. I mean, it's slowed down considerably. First-time home buyers, unfortunately, they got to sit on the sidelines right now. I mean, it's almost impossible not only to qualify, but even if you qualify, you look at what the payments are on a townhouse with 5% down, and you shake your head and say, wait a second, it's $1,000, in most cases, $1,000 more by the time you incorporate your property taxes than it is to rent where we currently are. So, you know, some of those customers are sitting on the sidelines hoping that rates do come back down into the threes and then into the threes, it makes it much more affordable. But in the, you know, low five or low fives, high fours makes it next to impossible for them to come to, you know, come to terms with the fact that this is what their mortgage payment is going to be over the next five years. You know what that's doing to the rental market right now, though, Frank? I mean, it's it, through the, the roof. Is, it's through the roof. I mean, I, I rented out one of I rented out one of my townhomes the other day for twenty three fifty, and I gave them a deal. Wow, twenty three fifty. Like I, I probably could have got twenty four fifty, maybe even twenty five. Um, it's just that's. I mean, two years ago we were maybe two and a half years ago, and we were like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen hundred max, and now we're getting closer to twenty five hundred for a simple townhouse in suburbia. Well, how the heck are you supposed to save for a down payment if you're paying twenty five hundred bucks a month? You can't. It's impossible. I mean, it's so hard. I mean, you you have to be a, an unbelievable saver in order to do that when you're throwing money away in rent and plus your utilities and it's tough, man. It, we're we're living in a in a bit of a strange world right now with what's going on with with everything from you know COVID to wars to everything that's happening in this world is just it's, it's so weird. Do you think this is temporary? These high interest rates, Frank. I, I do. I mean, if 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 anyone that's listening believes. You know, most of the uh, you know reports that are out there that a recession is forthcoming, then you know locking into a five-year fixed-rate mortgage makes no sense. If a recession is actually on its way, interest rates come down during a recession. So there's no doubt about the fact that you have to go for a variable. I know it's got some some volatility attached to it, but at the end of the day, if you truly believe that a recession is on its way, take a variable rate mortgage. Do not renew into a bank and do not let someone convince you that rates are going to continue to skyrocket if you think a recession's coming. If you don't believe that a recession's coming and you're nervous and scared about rates continually going up and hitting the six, seven, eight percent, then lock in. But I, you know, it, you know, if I had to be a betting person, I would bet that a recession is probably coming in 2020, as early as 2023. And then we're going to start to see the interest rates start to come down. What's you know, it pains me. It, it pains me to say this, but I agree with Frank. Agree <laughs> oh, you say it all the time. You say it once a show, it's a guarantee. So. What's the, what's a one year rate at now, Frank? Uh, almost the same as a five year. I mean, there's not that big gap between a one year and a five year. So you know, I, I and I know that the variable has some volatility to it, and it, you know, it's going to start this Wednesday. I mean, the likelihood uh, right now, the betting is that Bank of Canada is going to raise three quarters of a percentage point, highest increase ever. Yeah. Um, a, a best case scenario is half a percentage point. So we know that, you know, the prime rate at the banks will be anywhere between 4.2 to 4.45%. So depending on what you're getting as a discount, you know, best case scenario, you're still getting prime minus one, prime minus 1.1. Worst case scenario is you're getting prime minus a quarter to prime minus a half. You're still going to be in the, at, you know, high threes, low fours with worst case scenario and best case scenario, you're in the mid threes. So Still much better than a five-year at 5%, yeah. which is where most, most banks are. Hey, just before we go to the break, maybe you can explain something to me. The unemployment rate fell 4.9%, and we lost 43,000 jobs. How does that happen, Frank? There's no explanation. <laughs> I cannot explain those things. So I'm hoping somebody can, and I'm sure that 
somebody in the government can explain it. It's just not going to be me. Doesn't make any sense to me either. Nope. 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the show with Frank DiPolitano and Paul Rushforth. And we're joined by David Andre. I understand he might be a friend of yours, Frank. (laughs) Great. One of our great agents uh, based out of Cornwall, Ontario, who had a great event this week. Hey, David, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So you made a little money this week, did you? Uh, we we did a little better than a little. My God, we're uh, overwhelmed with all the support. We raised $13,506 for a local charity here in Cornwall. Wow. What's a charity? Uh, Baldwin House. It's a local women's shelter. Oh, that's awesome. What were you expecting to raise? We, we, were, we, were, gonna, we were hopeful for about $8,000 at, at most, and... Uh, and we're just overwhelmed with with what we were able to pull through with everybody. And um, I, I tell you, I just quick thanks. I, I got to thank my assistant Amanda Duff because this would not have happened without her. I'm, I'm not exactly the most organized, so. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all the volunteers. Um, we had amazing sponsors. All the players that came out. Uh, we held the tournament at uh, Summer Heights Golf golf links and they were uh they were just amazing they put on a great great tournament with us and um you know i i gotta throw a special thanks out to frank and all the mortgage brokers ottawa agents and staff that came down and helped support the day wait a minute you invited frank to your tournament <laughs> i sure did did he cheat did he cheat did he cheat in your tournament like he cheats in mine <laughs> we didn't win <laughs> So it's the same then, Frank. Oh, you're not going to win. Yeah, you're not going to win mine either, but mm-hmm. certainly isn't because of me that they win. That's for sure. Whenever we win our team, so well, that's no great, uh, great turnout, David. Uh, you're right. I mean, uh, beautiful day first of all on Wednesday, and then uh, very organized, and uh, it was great to see you support such an awesome charity, and and and, and to be just a, a big part of of the Cornwall community for sure. Was that your first tournament, David? Yeah, this is our, our first tournament, and uh, we plan on doing one every year. Wow, that's an awesome amount of money, especially for a first tournament. Yeah, absolutely. with no silent auction and no dinner. I mean, th- he raised this all just based on golf and sponsorships. No dinner, no silent auction. A uh, couple of uh, events uh, throughout the course to, to raise some money, and that's exactly where he got it all. Well, congratulations, nicely done, David. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, L- David. Listen, if I'm in Cornwall, how do I get a hold of you to do my mortgage? <laughs> we'll chat off the air <laughs> <laughs> thanks david hey paul your Thank tournament's you so coming much. up too huh my tournament's coming up sorry i didn't uh, mean to i didn't mean to talk while you were eating <laughs> uh, you know I, i'm having breakfast guys you know, this is what i usually do when we're on the show i have breakfast but yeah no my tournament yeah my tournament's coming up uh, july 26th uh to i believe it's a tuesday sold out uh, sold out yet it's yeah, it's sold out. But the one thing we're we're lacking a little bit right now is auction and silent, uh, live and silent auction items. So any businesses wanting to be connected with the tournament's an amazing event. Uh, we're we're looking for auction items. Um, I, I think you know just through COVID, with so many people losing so much, it's 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 hard for the donations to flow in like uh, like they usually do. So 
looking for some silent and live auction items. If, if anyone has anything to donate, we'd really appreciate it. Just Paul at paulrushforth.com if you have anything. You want to raise some good money? I think I've got some pictures of Steve. I think if he autographs them, boy, that's some great live auction item right there. Yeah, but hold on. He, does, he, he doesn't have his, his Speedo on, though. I, well, I, I, no, 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 no. No, we only have pictures of you and a Speedo, Paul. We don't have pictures of Steve. No, I, ha I have some. We yeah. won't get any money for those, though. That's why. Otherwise, we'd auction those off. I have some naked ones, but if you really want to make money, I have a winter <laughs> coat one, too. <laughs> well, and, and Frank, when it comes to my tournament, you know who you're always chirping with. We won't say his name on the air, but you know who you're always chirping with he's he's texting me right now saying frank has no shot of winning this year. and that's okay i'm okay with it i i know that uh you know your tournament is is really to raise money for a great charity and at the end of the day i'm, I'm always there to participate in it we do have a music festival that uh as you know we sponsor a nostalgia festival so i've managed to get some passes for it too that uh that hopefully you can have for your tournament as well and uh awesome uh let me see if i can line up a couple of other things for you paul for the tournaments so Perfect. unlike Thanks, Frank. I appreciate our it. competitor who uh, who just chirps about how good he is, I'm going to help you raise money for your charity. That's where I'm going. So. Zing. Oh, that's hilarious. Zing. Yeah. Hey, listen. I think so he, better, he better step up now, too. Hey, match that. Yeah. Has he stepped up? I haven't seen him step up. So, anyway. Hey, Paul. Well, the only time he stepped up was at the podium with the trophy. Yeah, that's it. And that was questionable as well. But we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> yeah, please. Paul, back to business. Before all of this uh, COVID started in these last two crazy years, what was the average amount of home would go up in a given year in Ottawa? Well, it, it all depends on what year. We went through some lean months where it was or the lean years, like from 2013 to 2016, we we're up 1.6, 1.2, 1.6. And then we started to get a little bit bigger by 2017. We went to, you know, 5.5%, 3.8, 8.4. And of course, the last two years, we've been up 42%, right? So it's. Yeah. It's weird the last two years, but just on average, it's, you know, a steady three to four percent, maybe five percent every year is what we've what we've averaged. Um, yeah, so we're six percent if you go year to year, right? So we're oh, yeah. we're still all right. Oh, we're absolutely all right. And listen, real estate is a long term play. You know, like I had someone who called me the other day and said, "I'm closing on my house. I don't want to close. I think it's, the value's not there anymore." And I said, "Real estate's a long term play. In six months, you and I'll have this discussion, and you'll be like." wow, my house has gone up way more than I thought it was going to go up. So and I know there are people right now who think they've overpaid over the last three, four, five months. And you really haven't. You really haven't. The market is just normalizing now. Don't panic. We're going, if we didn't have the last two years of craziness going yeah. up, you know, 40 plus percent, be we'd be like, we'd be like, wow, this is a good year. This is a solid year. Yeah. But because we were, we were spoiled as sellers over that time period, we we feel like we're, we're, we're losing ground, but we're not losing ground at all. Like I mentioned, we've gone up over $200,000 in the last two years on our average sale price. So are you really losing? No, you're still hitting a home run as a seller and buyers. It's the buyers are coming They're a little bit punch drunk. They're slowly coming back. And my advice to you, if you're a buyer and you've taken yourself out of the market, get back into the market. Now yeah. there's a lot of selection. I'm looking in areas for comparables. Now, instead of having two, three, four, there's 12, 14, 16, um, so you have a lot more choice. Uh, you what about to, like, uh, rush into a purchase? Uh, you're actually having more. What about people that that already bought a house and now have to sell? Are they beginning to panic? That's the stressful part. And we've had my am I, am I, am I staticky, right? Yeah, turn your video off, and then maybe you'll okay. be a little better. Plus, you look okay. better. <laughs> uh, I look better in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah, Steve. To be honest. 
<laughs> Steve, to be honest with you, I'm getting more calls on my guaranteed sale program. Uh, I was actually getting ready to change that message because it was irrelevant, right? But now it's not irrelevant anymore. I'm getting more calls on my guaranteed sale program because people have bought their home and they're struggling to sell right now. So it's a, it, it is a, a challenging time. And we went through this last year, come June and July, when the market shifted and flip-flopped a little bit, we're starting to see that again now. Anything you can do for those people, Frank, that have already bought a home and now are trying to sell? Or are they going to... We're seeing it come across our desk too often right now. Um, you know, people that bought back in March and April and, uh, you know, their closing date was in August and they kind of sat on the sidelines for a bit. They didn't want to sell too early, thinking that the market was going to continue. And all of a sudden now it hasn't. I've got a good friend of mine that uh, bought back in March, uh, but the closing date wasn't until the middle of August. So she waited until May to put first a rental house on the market and then she decided to put her owner occupied because there was no activity on her rental house either so um and she called me this week in a panic saying that she's getting nothing she's got a couple of showings but no offers whatsoever she feels it's reasonably priced again i'm not a real estate agent so you know i i you know when people ask me their advice it's like you got to reach out to a realtor I, I i don't know what's going on in your market uh, per se so uh but but we're starting to see that unfortunately for for those individuals you know, we're having to look at alternate lending if they don't qualify on the traditional side. I mean, you know, people call me about bridge loans all the time, but bridge loans are only if you've sold your property firm. Yeah. It's not a bridge loan if your house is on the market and you haven't sold it yet. And, and then you have to go into uh, either we need to refinance the property, which again, there's some added costs there, which hopefully can be avoided if you sell because bridge is much cheaper than, than having to refinance your home. But we're seeing more and more... Uh, times when we have to step in and uh you have to you know you have to you have to get creative your home right? yeah you just do and yeah. uh you know it's a little more expensive but unfortunately that's the cost of doing business i think we're going back and paulo will agree probably we're going back to the old days where i think you have to sell now before you buy where you know it was just a short um you know two three months ago you can never do that you can never get away with that but now i think just that quickly it's changed and by the way paul i want to say that I was watching the local news this week and um, another realtor was on and made the comment that between 2010 and 2017 prices did not go up on properties in Ottawa. And I just looked at some statistics that I have <laughs> and they've actually gone up 25% in that seven year period. So, you know, there were years as low as 1.2, 1.3, but in that period, there were also years of 7.7 and 5.4%. So, um, quite interesting to, you know, don't believe everything you hear sometimes is all I No, say, no, no. So. Believe everything you hear here. Well, <laughs> here. Here. Right here on our radio show. Yep. 521 Talk, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580. CFRA. Welcome back to the show with Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth. This is Steve Gregory. Hey guys, when was the last time uh, prices in Ottawa went down? The last year the prices in Ottawa went down was 90, 95, and 96. Actually, 94, 95, 96. They went down 0 0.4, 2.9, and 1.9. Keep in mind the average sale price back then was 145. Wow. So they actually went from went from 147 to 143 to 140. So in those three years, it only went down $7,000, but it's all relative. Those are three years in a row. But was there uh, any fear-mongering that, then? I don't remember that, Paul. I don't remember like people 
be going crazy like some of them are now. Yeah, it's I, I, well, of course. Well, we didn't come true. off of what we just did the last two years. That's the difference. So it's right? the contrast. I mean, yes. It is the contrast, it's, I think. Paul, yeah. Paul, make sure yeah. you turn your video off because then you uh, you're much better yeah. when uh, you look better and you sound better. <laughs> okay, all right, that's it. It's off, but yeah, it's Steve. It's it's all the contrast, right? We've seen. We've just been really spoiled as a seller. We've been spoiled over the last two years. And I think even really three years. And I think, uh, you know, with the market softening a little bit, normalizing a little bit, people are, are panicking. I mean, they're seeing inflation go up. They're seeing the interest rates go up. And interest rates are, are like historically high for how quick they went up is what I'm talking about. Not high, but how quick they went up. Uh, I think people are, are just panicking right now, thinking that, you know, we're in a bubble and the world's ending and it's not. I'm, I'm here to tell you that we're just normalizing. Yeah. Anyone who puts that anyone who puts that fear in you that sell now before with the bubble bursts, don't listen to them. Um, we're just normalizing. And I'll say that every week after week and, and, and until someone can prove me that wrong. Frank, when was the last time we were at about 5% for a five year? I, I would say sometime maybe in the early 2000s, we went through a little period. That's when everything was going crazy. If you remember in the States, uh, things were absolutely nuts in the States where people were borrowing, you know, 120% of their house value and lenders were giving that up. But, uh, since then, I mean, I, I mean, really since certainly since 2007, 2008, we've seen, you know, a huge drop in interest rates, you know, and I said a few years ago that I think the normal now is between three and 4% for a five year. And that's going to be your, your standard traditional good rate to get when, when everything is, is, basically at par inflation's in check, uh, you know, the economy's rolling, unemployment's in check kind of thing. And that, that'll be the normal. Unfortunately, now inflation's caused the interest rates to go close to 5% on a five-year fix. And, um, you know, but, but I believe that inflation will, uh, will probably come back down towards the end of this year, early next year. And at the same time, if we do hit a recession, then we'll see ourselves get back into that between 3 and 4% range. So if you're looking for a home and you're having a hard time qualifying and you want to go for a private mortgage, you probably would do that, I would guess, for about a year maybe. So maybe by next year, then rates would come down when you qualify, right? Well, you don't have to go for a private mortgage. I mean, if you qualify, listen, your circumstances are going to dictate what options are open to you and it's not black and white. And I get people all the time calling me, what's your best five-year rate? Well, I've got about eight questions to ask you before I can tell you what the best five-year rate is, unfortunately. The days of what's your best five-year rate and across the board, it's the same rate for everybody, out the window. Some lenders are pricing based on credit scores. Other lenders are pricing based on loan-to-value. Obviously, a purchase versus a refinance, there's different rates. High ratio versus non-high ratio is a different uh, rate. So uh, there's many aspects to getting the rate, but, you know, really... I'm. I mean, if you really look at, you know, anybody that needs to get a mortgage, you know, variable, if you qualify through a traditional method, I would say that don't take a one year because the, pro the problem with the one year is that you're still locked for that one year. And, yeah. you know, if there's a little bit of a roller coaster, then you're going to pay a penalty to get out of it. So the variable gives you the flexibility and, and customers always say, are you sure about that? And it's like, yeah, I'm sure. A, a variable rate mortgage basically remains a variable but opens up the door for you to convert it to a fixed rate at any time within that institution. So, and there's no fee for that. There's no penalty to do it. So, you know, I think if you believe, like I said earlier, that rates are going to come down, then I would say that a variable is your best option because then you'll be able to, you know, be comfortable when rates of, in your opinion, have hit lower than they are today and then be able to convert it to a fixed rate at no cost to you. And there's no minimum you can put on principal with a variable, right? 
Well, there is. It's a be because technically a variable is a five-year term with restrictions attached to it. So again, most lenders that we work with are anywhere between 15 to 20% per year. So, you know, you're getting a $500,000 mortgage. There's not a lot of people sitting out there with 75,000 to 100,000 every year to put against their mortgage. So, you know, it's not like, you know, very few percentage of people will ever take advantage of the entire thing, but it's nice to have something. If you have 10, 15, $20,000, it's nice to be able to have that option to pay your mortgage down. Paul, is there one group of homes that are selling better than another group, or does it depend on area? Are we looking at size? Where are we standing right now? Well, we're starting to flip-flop. For the longest time, it was the townhomes that were flying off the shelf. But the problem with the townhomes, though, now is they're priced so high that you can almost spend a little bit more to get into a small single. And that's what a lot of people are doing. We're seeing the small singles are probably the most popular popular options right now. And we're seeing a little bit of a shift, Steve. I know we've talked about this before from the outskirts coming back into the core as people start to get back to work. Gas prices are going through the roof. Uh, from, for As we're going through that pandemic with people working at home and gas prices were normal, there's a lot of people moving out to the country into the outskirts. And that's shifting a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. We're seeing people who are sick of the gas prices. They got to go back to work. Maybe they're working in you know downtown or somewhere in suburbia. And so we're seeing them actually come back to suburbia uh, now, just in a, in a little bit now. Are you seeing fewer price, people moving out that far now compared to what it was? Well, no, yes and no. I mean, people are weighing the, the, the gas prices, but they also have to realize it's cheaper, right? So people are, with the, as the prices of homes continue to skyrocket, interest rates are going up. You can get more home in the country. And so that's what's pushing some people out to the country. They want to get into home ownership and their only way to get into home ownership is something out in the country. Um, so we're still seeing, you know, a bit of a shift there, but we're seeing a few more people shifting back now. You guys agree that it's about time buyers get a bit of a break now where you got, you can take a breath and take a look at a few different homes and make a decision that doesn't have to be jumped on absolutely. really quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and get a home inspection too, right? And be able to have time to get your financing in order. Um, for sure. I think so. Right, Paul? Are you feeling the yeah. same thing? Yeah, I, I really am. It's funny. I, one of my agents who's been with me now for a few years He's like, he was working predominantly with buyers and he's like, oh my God, this is crazy. My buyers are so grumpy. My buyers are so grumpy. I said, well, don't worry. Your sellers will be grumpy soon too. You know? So it's, it's, we're, we're, we're seeing a lot more opportunity now for buyers. A lot of my buyers agents who are working with a lot of buyers are, are, are I think in breathe now. They're not jamming offers in really quick. And there was a risk assessment attached to that too, right? Like we are putting people in homes that weren't doing inspections. So we were having to do a very thorough look through the home ourselves. So it put a lot of liability on us. 521-TALK, 521-8255. To the phones we go, say hello to Connor. Hello, Connor. Hi. Um, Morning. Good, thanks. I have a question about variable rate mortgages. Uh, I I took one about a year ago, and um, I took it mainly, and I think a lot of people don't think of this when they do it, but I wanted the flexibility that if I sold the house, that I wouldn't be stuck breaking to pay a fixed mortgage. Um, because those, like, I remember looking at it once and it was going to cost me like $15,000 to, to yep. break it. So, yep. um, but anyway, with, with the prime rate having gone up so much, my understanding is, well, I know this, my payment hasn't changed, but my understanding is that much less of my payment is going to the principal, meaning that my my amortization is a lot higher than than it originally was. I think I'm almost at 40-year amortization now, even though it was originally 30. So what I'm wondering is, 
let's just pretend that it was time to renew today. And my, would I now have to make a much bigger payment to get my amortization to like, 25 years or would, would a bank usually um, keep the, the same amortization that you were on? I'm not sure if I'm being very clear in my question. You are, you are. And unfortunately I, I know which answer you want to hear, but it's not the one you want to hear. Your your payment will now be based on a 25-year amortization or renewal. So you are going to see a significant. So, you know, there's a number of banks out there, Manulife, TD, uh, to name just a couple of them, that basically what happens is they actually have a true uh, variable rate mortgage, which means that the rate changes, but your payment doesn't change as the rate changes. So... Therefore, in a scenario where prime rate goes up, like we've seen, your payment remains the same, but your amortization goes up during the term of your mortgage and vice versa uh, happens when uh, rate prime rate comes down. Again, your payment remains the same, but now you've got more money going to principal and your amortization actually reduces. So the only time you get a caught in it, uh, there's two times actually, uh, every bank that does that has what's called a target rate. So once you exceed a certain um, number where uh, more too much money is going towards interest and not enough towards principal, they will send you a letter saying they've got to adjust your payment and at renewal time. At renewal time, you will now get a renewal notice based on your original amortization less the amount of term that's expired. So if you start off at 30 at 25 years with the uh, going rate and then your payments will be based on that moving forward. Okay. Well, fortunately, that is still four years away. And yeah. hopefully I don't ever hit the trigger rate or the target rate or whatever it's called yeah. where they have to adjust my payment. So yeah. Good luck, Connor. Hey, Con just before we go to the break, I want to apologize to Connor, actually. I talked about him on the show a little while ago, and I said he was in his mid-20s. And then I got a text from him afterwards and said, I'm actually in my low 30s. So I want to oh my God! You're still a baby, Connor. Still a baby. <laughs> he but I still want everyone to think very highly of me. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Connor! Five two one talk. Five two one eight two five five. We will be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the phones. We go say hello to Doug in Ottawa. Good morning, Doug. Doug, you with us? Good morning. Yes, yeah, sorry. I had you on speaker. Hey, no worries. Um, one of the fine gentlemen today mentioned the word liability, and I thought I'd call in and ask, could they, do they know who the liability insurance provider is for the state of Ottawa? And the reason I'm asking is, City of Ottawa property is causing flooding and damage, and now there's dangerously tilting trees, and the City of Ottawa refuses to address it, even though there was an independent third-party engineering report confirming everything. I'm sick to death at dealing with incompetent and negligent City of Ottawa officials and politicians, and i like to report this to the liability insurance company. It's not Northbridge, it's not Marsh, it's the best kept seeker in Ottawa, and I was wondering if they could provide it. And it would help out a lot of people, including seniors. Hmm. Yeah, you might have the good wrong point. Answer. I don't know who it is personally, but yeah. uh, I, I, I personally don't know who it is either, but it's a good point. I, I, 
I, I feel your pain. What area are you in? Uh, I'll give up my identity. It's uh, it's um, City of Ottawa property that enters Armprior. It's a jurisdictional mess, but it's City of Ottawa property, the rail line, and um, a lo- whole bunch of interests are colliding to protect a lot of big fish and the minions who are the regular people get stomped on and ignored. And now there's an engineering report to back it up and nothing's being done. And there's a lot of people trying to find this answer. And I just heard the word liability. So I thought I'd yeah. ask you to save Ottawa. Yeah, no, I'm um, sorry. I, I, hope the next, I hope the next election provides a better mayor and a better CFO and a clean house in a lot of, um, their departments, but, um, well, good luck, Doug. you know, life would be uh, great if the state of Ottawa would stop, stop, uh, uh, all the liabilities and risks out here. So, uh, if the liability insurance company, um, hears about this, uh, I hope they call the state of Ottawa and say, what's that guy talking about? Good luck, Doug. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you. Doug. Thanks for the Thank call. Thank you. Ah, there's a great uh, candidate too for mayor of Ottawa. Mark Sutcliffe has got his name on the hat. So, uh, Boy, be nice to see him get in. Yeah, we go back a lot of years, yeah. him and I. <laughs> yep. He he yep, remembers when I, he remembers when I looked young. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would have been what about fifty years ago? Yeah, you don't you don't ago? remember that, Paul. <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't born, Steve, when you were young. Hey guys, are we seeing any first time home buyers at all these days? Paul, have you seen any, Frank? We do, we do, but they they're they're either forced into the country purchases or small condos. And uh, are they in their forties now? Very few are young nowadays. Very few. I mean, we're seeing a, a huge push back into the rental market to people renting, um, which is a shame because I've said this many times: our first-time home buyers really keep our our market going because they're the ones who buy the first-time homes, allow those people to move up to the next one, allow those people to move maybe down or up to a bigger one. Um, and that's not happening right now. We're yeah, so that's so my question. What happens in a market where you don't have first-time home buyers sparring on the market like that? Well, we're seeing a lot of, you know, bank of mommy and daddy that are, that is helping them get into the market, but just very few. I mean, we're not seeing the young, you know, mid-20s, high-20s, early-30s get into the market right now. Most of those people are pushed into the rental market. So, you know, so... And the funny thing is, is builders are building those high density homes, which are designed for first time home buyers, but yeah. first time home buyers are struggling to get into the market. So those high density homes are, are going to either the move down buyers, the seniors. Um, but a lot of them are, I mean, that, that could be why the building is going so slow because they're not building them until they're sold. And there's a lot of first time home buyers that can't afford a $700,000 town home or $800,000 town home. Frank, any you know, chance? Town homes used to be. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, when townhomes used to be in the low threes, it was very affordable. Now with the townhomes in the sevens, it's yeah. not affordable anymore. Any chance, Frank, we're going to see that 5% increase to maybe 750000 instead of 500000 Be nice. I don't think it's on their uh, agenda right now as they're just trying to deal with, uh, with the inflation. So I don't see them making any changes uh, in the near future. Because believe it or not, I mean, they wanted this cooling market right now. So to them, it's... Yeah. It's good, and they want to continue to, to to see what happens over the next few months. So if any changes will happen, it will likely happen again. I mean, you know, as a mortgage industry, we're not looking for changes to make so that we can make more money. Mortgage, right? You know, it's funny when I hear some people say that. It's like, wait a second. No, we're looking at the mass. We're looking at the young Canadians who, 
if you live in Toronto, I think the last statistic that came out is 87% of anyone under 30 years old that was questioned uh, has come to terms with the fact that they may never own a home if they continue to live in Toronto. Yeah. So, I, I mean, those are scary numbers. That's not the direction that society wants to go, where 87% of anyone under 30 years old doesn't feel they'll ever own a home. I don't think that's healthy for anything. Um, so, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, I just think that smaller centers are going to probably see an influx of younger People, which might not be a bad thing because you'll get some good young uh, candidates for uh, for jobs and hopefully long-term jobs in uh, certain smaller centers. Are you optimistic that maybe a year from now things will get better for first-time homebuyers? Maybe the amortization will change? I am. I am. I think if there's a... If there's a total uh, turn off of, uh, you know, they see that there isn't any first time home buyers out there. Listen, the government can say what they want, but at the end of the day, default insurance is a profitable center yeah. for them. So if first time home buyers go away and every mortgage we're doing is for 20% down and, and, and there's not any default insurance, they're taking away a lot of their profit margin as well. Like, you know, a department that makes the money, which is unheard of sometimes with the government. So uh, I'd like to think that by this time next year, rates will be in that, you know, like I said, between three and 4%. Relatively speaking, I think house prices will be pretty, uh, pretty good. And uh, we'll be able to get back to first time home buyers having a hope of getting into a home. Agree, Paul? Yeah, I agree. Yep, totally agree. Never get tired of hearing that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Birthdays, Frank. Uh, I do uh, a huge birthday on my end. My beautiful wife is celebrating her birthday on Wednesday. So uh, uh, happy birthday to Kathy and um, Kathy McDonald from our office. Also celebrating a birthday as well as uh, um, Michael Sousa, Christina Mariano and Marissa Bernardi, my uh, my niece and some uh, good f- uh, friends and their kids. So happy Paul, birthday. Paul, I bet you got one. I do. I do. Next Saturday, I will not be on the show because, as I mentioned, it's my mother's birthday. I won't mention her age, but it's not a big one. She's a young lady. My mother's birthday, so happy birthday, Mom. And this Wednesday also, Frank, is uh, Petra's 40th birthday. The woman wow. that changed my changed my life for the better turns 40 on Wednesday. You know what? I happy think you guys should Petra. double date on Wednesday for the birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great week, gentlemen. Have a great week, and please continue to support local charities and businesses. 